Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle. Me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Friday. We made it to another weekend. Woo! It's time. Uh, this is my last live show, guys, for uh, at least the next six days that I'm supposed to have shows. Uh, so I have been busy recording shows for you guys. I'm going to have some really great guests while I'm gone. And it's uh, in the evening, so I will have the uh, opportunity to uh, uh, hang out in the chat with you guys after, you know, full days of hanging out at Disney World with all the kids. It's going to be it's gonna be insane, but I plan to still be in the chat to hang out with you guys to watch some episodes. Recorded a really great episode today with Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Uh, I got another really cool episode with Kentucky Rebel Scum. Uh, love that man. I'll be doing a recorded episode with Citizen and Hush, Sky Daddy, and Drew Hancock. And on Tuesday, uh, the show may have a guest host. Maybe. We'll see. If not, uh, I apologize, but I, I am hoping that that happens because it'll be really cool. Uh, guys, let's check out some sponsors. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great getting high on the ideas of Liberty Ron Paul hoodie that I'm wearing today for a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout. Or you guys can join the Patreon or the subscribe star. Seriously, join the Patreon or subscribe star. Help, help me fund the show. Let me make it a little bit bigger than it is. Uh, but check it out. You can forward slash break the cycle JS on both of those platforms. Or you can join the uh, YouTube channel here under all of my videos by hitting join under all uh, by hitting join and paying five, six bucks a month or something like that. And you get all the members only episodes. Plus, you, all three of those platforms will get you into a private Discord server where you can get all of Top Lops's new gear up to two weeks early at a 30% discount. Really. Honestly, pays for itself, man, uh, if you're one of the lower-tier subscribers. Uh, but, you know, don't limit yourself to the lower tiers. Go higher tier. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, and, of course, executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at. Much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you own a business... If you're business-minded, if you're thinking about starting a business, check out Anthem Planning. I'm, they have something for you. They're going to make your life much easier, uh, and, and it's probably going to save you a ton of money in the long run. So check them out. See what they can do for you. It's free to check out the website. Seriously, go do it uh, when the show's over. Don't do it now. we got stuff to do. we got a great show for you guys. Uh, I... Uh, several months ago was was uh, you know sometimes when new people follow me I go and check out their Twitters it's what I do uh, and I found this woman uh, she she was following me and I went and looked she had a YouTube link so I went and checked out her YouTube and uh, started watching her show because I do that for some of you guys if you have shows I probably have watched your show or do watch your show uh, when I get a chance but I went and checked it out uh, and uh, it's called Can Relate and it was a really really good show it was produced very well the content was amazing she spoke well uh, so this is the host of Can Relate podcast professional belly dancer uh retired i believe professional uh belly dancer and uh 10 year one decade business owner she is yal becker how are you doing tonight man good how are you, you know, i love that retired yeah retired professional <laughs> belly dancer retired right that's perfect that's, you know that's good, that's I good might for steal that. yeah you should you should well I, look i'm a fan of your show my fiance my fiance watches your show uh, I think when I found you, you had like 12 followers on Twitter or something like that. It was like, it was like you're just starting out. You're, you're, you're on your way to a thousand now. You got a lot of people watching your show. It's, it's really been a great growth to watch. And, and like I said, I think the content's great. It's produced very well. It's not another shitty uh, libertarian podcast. It looks good. It, and it sounds good. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, so, so you seem, you seem pretty free markety and, and, uh, and uh, libertarian oriented. I know you made your way to Liberty Twitter which uh, you said found, found you, found you. It did find me. Yeah. But you're, but you're, was, oh, good. No, it was 
kind of meant to be because I deleted my Twitter. I had a Twitter when I owned a business because you kind of have to, and but I never really like got into Twitter. And then I was like, okay, I have a podcast. I said, I, I gotta like, let me get back on this like cancer website. And uh, yeah, and it like it took a whole other turn. So it's kind of cool. Nice, nice. Well, let's let's talk about this. So you're from New York, okay, and you've yeah. recently left New York uh, due to this this ridiculous tyranny i mean i'm sure that was the biggest reason for why you were leaving if you weren't leaving already but um you somehow became a libertarian you somehow became a free market person and and somebody who wanted to push back against tyranny so what's what's your story how did you how'd you come to these uh these philosophies yeah uh so it's kind of like i was never into politics i think politics got my attention around 2015 when when trump announced his uh his candidacy and uh I really, I never cared for politics. I was always like, you know, working three jobs, super busy, freelance, entrepreneur, just, I don't care. Um, and then when I saw like the, the media's reaction to Trump, I just felt like the whole thing was super weird. So that got my attention because I was hearing something that he would say and then the reaction was so much more extreme than I thought it should have been. Um, I come from an Israeli background. Everybody's super loud. Everybody's super fucking rude. Um, so <laughs> it was like, this, like the, his statements did not shock me. <laughs> and so when everybody freaked out over it, I kind of thought it was hilarious. So that's kind of how I got into, uh, into politics. And, um, you know, let's fast forward that like a lot. Um, you know, now we're here with the, you know, the last two years. I mean, it, it, I feel like, everything just went absolutely crazy. And I, I was never like really outspoken about these topics. Like I'm a babble mouth and I always run my mouth and I never really filtered myself, but I also realized like I never had to filter myself about controversial topics because I never like got into that. For me, controversial was like, oh, choosing like a controversial piece of fashion. Like that's not, it's not like being brave about something, right? And what happened was I, um, I just felt like I have all these things to say, but I was so scared to say them. And after like just basically trying to figure out for so long, like how can I how can I get away with like kind of saying it but not really saying it? I realized I just had no choice and I had to start talking about like what the hell is going on. Um, so I don't even I, I don't know what I consider myself to be honest with you. I'm kind of like a <laughs> don't label me kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> you know. Um, so I think that's a very uh, long story short way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's okay to not have labels. I think a lot of people, they, they want to, they want to label themselves. You know, obviously I, I say I'm a libertarian because I sit on the libertarian national committee. I'm a libertarian by <laughs> philosophy. Um, but you know, I, I'd still be happy with people not calling me anything and just me, uh, talking about principles or philosophy or policy, right. you know, because really at the end of the day, um, uh, one of the ways that they've been effective at separating us was labeling us. Okay. You're a Republican, you're a Democrat, and now you have to vote for all of the Democrat policies. And it's like, well, what if I don't like three or four of these policies? Why should I fucking vote for them? Well, because you're part of the party and you've labeled yourself a Democrat and you need to be a Democrat. And it's like, that's really uh, a way that they've, they've used us as, as chess pieces 
um, in their wars, um, and it's and it's a way they've kept us separated. And, and you know, if you know, if the race doesn't do it, if the gender doesn't do it, if the sexual orientation doesn't do it, you know, we can do it. We can get it done by separating them into Republicans and Democrats. You know, we can yeah, get it totally. done. Um, thanks for the super chat quest, man. I appreciate your five dollar super chat. He said, "Hey, kids, stopping by for about twenty minutes. Going to enjoy this gladly. Shared on Twitter to my tiny eleven thousand followers. Much love. Uh, quest, quest is killing it. Out there. Hey, quest, quest got, quest got eleven thousand followers. He don't even got a podcast, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, for real. We'll have to get we'll have to get Quest on the show sometime. That'd be fun. He's he's a big supporter of the show. I love that guy to death. Uh, but okay, so so you're from New York, right? Yeah, yeah. And, well, and, well, you used to be. Yeah, exactly. We, we've we've recently left New York and moved to somewhere in Texas. Um, I don't two know. weeks ago, two weeks ago, Austin, Texas. Don't judge me. People. Oh, it's the same thing as New York. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't with that take. I yeah. cannot with that take. It's it's the it same is, thing as New York, but you can have guns. I think. Yeah, which is totally great. That's kind of what I wanted. Sure. I mean, <laughs> you know what it is. I feel like. I really go by the, the vibe of a place. And if I don't vibe, I can't, I can't be there. Um, and this wasn't the first place that I checked out. I did check out Florida, the other place everybody's going. And I just, I couldn't, I don't know. I just didn't feel right to me. So I don't just go to places because of politics. Obviously these mandates kind of change things around. Like that is why I left. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you still need to like, feel like, Hey, I can live here. This can be my home for like the next like X amount of years or whatnot. Um, so I think people like forget that. And I, I don't know, I just really don't understand the comparison. Either you haven't been to Austin or you haven't been to New York because it's just not the fun. I've been to both. I have been to both. It's, uh, it's just like Austin is oh, actually it's New York City, right? Like yeah. City. Austin is actually uh, quite a bit like California, surprisingly mm-hmm. to me. I, I feel like it's, you know, it's kind of almost like the Bay Area in Texas. It's more so than New York, obviously. New York's a whole different animal and beast. And um, I'm surprised you didn't go to Florida. I'm going to tell you that. Cause like all I'm good, too. all I good New York Jews go to Florida. That's what ha- That's how it works. Florida, yeah, Florida is <laughs> just full of New Yorkers. Like that's basically it. Um, but don't forget, like I'm, I'm like Israeli, so I, I'm not, I'm not really like a New York Jew. Like I don't even know how to do like that accent. Well. Really? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I don't, ha- I don't have that in me. <laughs> oh man, are, are you? I mean, are you Jew? Do you do you go to a temple and all that stuff? No, okay. I've never been to temple. Okay, I was wondering. I was wondering. Um, I knew I knew you were Israeli background. You know, yeah. sometimes yeah. you just you know you think, well, Israeli probably Jew. You know, my dad's side of the family's got some and some that aren't. And um, I I've been to temple a few times, but I'm not a practicing Jew at all. So I uh, I belly danced at a temple. That was like my my temple experience. At temple. <laughs> at temple. <laughs> wow. It was like a party. <laughs> wow. Wild. Wild. Yeah. Hopefully, it wasn't bar mitzvah. You know. <laughs> Could have been. It could have been. You never know. So, so what was it? I mean, obviously this, this, this COVID tyranny, uh, uh, is why you left. Uh, first of all, shout out Forrest mommy for the $20 super chat. She said, love the girl power shows this week. Have fun at Disney. Yeah. Three in a row, three women in a row on break cycle. Anybody ever calls me a misogynist again, I'm going to smack you. Okay. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, uh, no, not you, them. Oh, you know, everybody calls me everything. They call me they call me misogynist and racist and anti Semitic and God. Dude, I got I got to if you want to call it Liberty Twitter through Legion of Skanks. Okay. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. That that was my pipeline. I watched Legion of Skanks and then I'm a subscriber to Gas Digital, so then I just watched Product of the Problem and You're Welcome and now I'm here. 
yeah. <laughs> I, I guess you know gas digital doesn't have me on their on their uh, network that's okay i'll survive i'll be okay no i'm on uh i'm on the liberty network in, in out of new hampshire which is way cooler way cooler uh but uh yeah I mean, they, they lost michael malice though yeah, no. yeah, yeah. My, Malice won't even talk to me. But you know what? Uh, when I was doing this, like, raise money for a Disney thing, um, uh, some people were talking shit about me, and uh, Malice retweeted it and shared my link and was like, hate fun, this guy. So I was like, all right, I'll just leave you alone, Malice. But one of these days, you're going to come on my show. One of these days. Uh, that's so cool, though. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was really cool. I mean, he, he really, I mean, our trip to Disney, he funded, like, half of it just by doing that. So what yeah, it was really that's cool stupid. How did I miss that? it was really really cool of him i it, this was i put it out like several months ago when i was talking about the the trauma that the kids have been through and how you know we weren't going to be able to take them on some big huge vacation but i wanted to you know take them somewhere that was going to give them an experience that made them understand there were some good things in life and they weren't always victims oh. and people really just came forward stepped up and helped us out and that's uh, so cool. really now now we're leaving on monday on monday morning at like we're leaving the house at 3 30 a.m i'm really i'm kind of mortified <laughs> With seven kids. Yo, but. I did. Oh, well, okay. Without the seven kids, but I did that way too many times in the last couple of months. I don't know why I just keep booking those flights. But yeah, well, they're the best. It's, I always do that or red eye flights myself personally. I always have. Always. I, I enjoy red eyes because I can sleep. You know, it's like the yeah. one time when everybody just turns their lights off and you're just like, <laughs> all right. During the day, it's like there's no sleeping on a plane during the day. You know? Yeah, that's so true. Agreed. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so, 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 but let's talk about your move from, what was it specifically about New York? I mean, how, you know, as somebody who doesn't live there, explain it to me like I'm five, what, what, uh, <laughs> what was it like, you know, uh, having to deal with this stuff in New York city? So for, for me personally, like just on a daily basis, one thing that I saw every single day that just drove me absolutely crazy. There was a like pre-K, some sort of like pre-K daycare, uh, legitimately outside my window. And Every day I would watch these like tiny, tiny kids mask up and this like cartoonish evil looking lady just like take their temperature with that, you know, that the gun thermometer. And the parents would like even take their masks off and just kind of like throw the kids into, uh, you know, the daycare. So it was like my daily view, which just makes you so sick to like see that. I, I just couldn't take it. I couldn't deal just, just viewing this like child abuse. Um, and then, you know, we had a 10 p.m. curfew for a while. This was like last year. Yes, just, because COVID can see... only get you after 10 o'clock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so obviously just, just so you see like the buildup, right? Um, and the thing is like people basically obeyed. That was the thing that grossed me out the most. Like I always thought that at least in New York City, there would be some sort of like rebellion or like badassery. I don't know if I made that shit up in my head. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> maybe in the know. maybe in the eighties. <laughs> right. It's like I don't know. It's like it's that what you imagine. You're like you're like oh, New Yorkers are not going to take that shit. No. no. I mean restaurants close. They're like you guys are going to just shut down. They're like okay. And this is this was my favorite part. The the outside inside uh, venues that they built outside the restaurants. They were basically like huts, and yeah. they're like petri dishes for like for like just breeding shit. They were like the most unsanitary thing ever. So this is all the restaurants who spent thousands and thousands of dollars to build these stupid, completely anti-science like buildings outside of their venue already. So everything, everything the city is saying, they're just following. And then, so, okay. Once they started like whispering about like Vax passports, 
to be honest, I thought it was going to be like maybe further down the line. Um, and then what happened was uh, they were like, okay, I think it was September. Yeah, September. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they said they were going to roll out the, uh, the policy and then, or maybe August. I don't know if I can remember. My days are all messed up. Um, so it was like quick. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, they're not messing around. Here's the thing. My lease was uh, was going to be up. Uh, and I actually signed to renew it for another year because I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the next year. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to travel to different states. I'm going to feel it out, see what I like, da, 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 so I can kind of like do it calmly because it's very, you know, it's so stressful to move. Right. Um, and then they just, they just rolled out that thing. They rolled out the Vax passport. And I, to be honest, it's, it's almost like, you know how sometimes you're like, they can't shock you, but somehow they still do. <laughs> right. So it's not, it's not that I was shocked that they rolled it out. It's, I was shocked at how quickly they rolled it out. It's funny how efficient they can be when they want to be, right? <laughs> well, I feel, I feel like that shit was already sitting on someone's desk months and months and months ago. You know what I mean? Most likely, yeah. I'm sure that's what it was. The whole program was, all, uh-oh. Uh-oh, you're you're having camera problems like me now. <laughs> it's back. No, it's, it it's back. the stupid uh, thirty minute thing. But oh yeah, yeah. You gotta you, you know that you know that uh, Canon makes a, a, a webcam utility app now that that doesn't do that. Anymore. I know I'm I'm on it, but it still does it for like a second. That's weird. I, I wonder why. Mine 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 know. doesn't do it. Mine mine just shuts all the way down. It's not after thirty minutes. It just like I think my I have a dummy battery, so I can live stream. And I think yeah, it's, me too. and I think that I think it's the dummy battery doing it. I think it's a bad dummy dummy battery, so it might be yeah, your issue. Okay. Yeah, because okay. the EOS the EOS uh, webcam utility app is supposed to keep your camera in a state of run, um, so that it doesn't shut off. So it shouldn't be the the app doing that. It should be. Because I, I didn't I didn't just fix it. It fixed it on its own, but it's still doing it for like a second. Yeah, after. if if it was the shutdown, like the thirty minute shutdown, it wouldn't fix yeah. it on its own. You'd have to get up and turn it off and on again. So. I don't know. Yeah, it might be another problem. I don't know. I I, I roll I roll Canon too. Uh, I'm probably gonna upgrade. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna, probably gonna have to upgrade, uh, or I'm going to upgrade to Sony eventually, like the A6100, I think. But for yeah. now, the Canon is great. It's a good camera. Yeah, yeah. But Sony's got better lenses too. I did. I realized that. I figured that out. So, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we'll get back. In. We'll get back. <laughs> in. So 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 you got this great show, Can Relate. I think you, how many episodes you got now? Like six, seven. Uh, 10, I think. Is it 10? Shit, am I, yeah. I must be missing a few. It's my bad. Um, uh, they're really spaced out because honestly, I started with this brilliant idea like as I was like packing shit up. So, yeah. uh, or like right before. So yeah, so anyway, so my lease was going to renew and then they rolled out the stupid thing and I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I emailed the management and I said, uh, I don't feel comfortable. Uh, and by the way, I, I never do shit like this, but I kind of want to to make them feel guilty. <laughs> I was like, I don't feel comfortable showing my papers. Right. In a, you know, in a city, like after like my, my grandparents like survived the Holocaust and here I am like showing papers. Like that's not happening. Right. Obviously I wrote it in a much more like, professional way. Um, and that was it. And, and we just, we went and we visited me and my boyfriend, we visited uh, Austin because that, that was like, you know, it, that was the first on the list, by the way, there were a few other things on the list. Um, and we had like a four day trip where we basically just went across everything and uh, like just went like apartment hunting and everything. And we did everything in like those four days. And oh, wow. and <laughs> it's just been crazy. So I'm here. Uh, this is my second week here now. 
Nice, nice. So, so well, tell me about the show. What, what did you start the show for? Yep. What, what, what's, the, uh, what's the show about? What's the meaning of it? All that great stuff. Yeah, so uh, the show is basically inspired by <laughs> my Instagram DMs, which are basically uh, little therapy sessions for people that like can't speak because, you know, their job or their family or their friends or whatever, they're going to be judged, they're going to be canceled, they're going to be whatever. Uh, and I don't know why people feel very comfortable talking to me. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I love that. I love talking to people. And I don't know why people just have this like trust with me. Sure. It's always been like that. Ever, ever since like I've had a business, always people just are very. Do you think maybe it's because you're a good person and you're kind of friendly? <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe, but, but, but I'm like so grateful because it's like another level of trust. Like, wow, you're like spilling everything to me. And I never have to say like, oh, don't worry, I won't say anything. It's if they know. And, and I'm always super grateful for that. So my DMs are like your therapy sessions, especially on Instagram. And uh, I, I just felt like there's all these people that feel like they're going crazy because they, you know, they can't speak and they have nobody, you know, to, to vent to because they're going to be judged or fired or whatever. And they're coming to my DMs and here I am in this like privileged position. Okay. Because I don't have a boss. I can't get fired and I'm just going to shut up. Why? Because I'm scared. Right. That's, that was my excuse. I really like had a conversation with myself. I was like, that's your fucking excuse because you're scared. What, what, what the hell? That's like the lamest shit ever. And, and it really made me feel like crap because I know I have the equipment to do this. You know, I've, I've had a business. And so I have like all, I have like lighting and camera and a microphone that's not here. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and all this shit. And I have the skills. So it's not even like I needed to like learn to edit. And, and I have the skill to talk to people and I have the skill to communicate. And I'm not the dumbest person in the world. And so at least I can put out this message that people are, you know, crying in my DMs. And at least I can be like this voice for people, not, not to sound like I'm fucking savior or anything but it kind of made me feel like every time i was trying to avoid doing this show so i so i don't become political and so i don't get canceled or whatever the fuck i don't lose friends which by the way i did lose friends um every time i was like avoiding the issue it was like coming back to me you know and that's like really like usual about it but i'm very much like uh i go with like my intuition and whatever and whenever you try to like escape something it just keeps coming back to you you're like okay i need to like man up and do this um and so basically the show is just talking current events, talking culture. Um, you know, I, I would like to get it more consistent, you know, uh, now that I'm settled in, not just yet, once I get furniture, uh, <laughs> I like to get it on a more consistent basis, but obviously politics, current events, just things that, you know, might not be very popular to talk about. Um, yeah, just like shooting the shit and maybe even like some sort of like business advice, self-development. I've always, even though I, even though my brand was like fitness, I was always big on like empowering well my, my clients were mostly women so it was like empowering women um but it's my message never changed right that's the funny part like my message never changed i'm still saying the same thing i still want people i'm still all about the individual i've always been about the individual i want you to be your best do your best i'm never gonna hate on you as long as you don't hurt anybody and it's like my my messaging never changed it's, it's like the world around me changed and i, I feel like I, I need to keep putting that message out there more and more so people feel like they can relate to something. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Well, so when I first found you, I think the first episode I watched was uh, um, they want you to be mediocre. 
<laughs> and it was really, it was really for like for me, a guy who watches tons of podcasts and listens to shows and hears everybody say everything. It was informative to me. It was like a good, you know, it was like good. You were talking about the the cosmetic, your cosmetic stuff, and you know, you really got into it. Can you can you explain that a little bit more? What you mean by uh by they want you to be mediocre? That was a good. That was a good. Oh yeah, sure. I liked it a lot. Oh, thanks. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, so when when I closed my business, uh, I, it was a fitness business for like over a decade. Um, hmm, nobody really warns you that you're going to go into like a deep depression because your world is going to like completely change. So whatever. I I'm super super creative in like you know a bunch of ways, and I, I just kind of didn't make up like for fun. Um, and I was thinking of going into the cosmetics world, you know, I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? And I was like, maybe I'll start another business. So I was just trying to like figure out what to do next. And I was going to start a cosmetics business. But I mean, the cosmetics world, I think like red pilled me even more because it is so like infiltrated with like SJW shit. It's oh, yeah. horrible. Oh, it is awful. I mean, there's like no standards in there. I mean, it was terrible. Like they don't actually look at, and it's not just for cosmetics world, but it's, it's definitely like, you know, it's like the arts, the arts get really infiltrated because it's full of like a, a lot of emotional people, I think. Um, but what happens is instead of like judging you based on your art, they just kind of pick people based on, you know, you know how it is. Like they get a check in like these like diversity boxes. Um, and it, it's like, they want you to be in this like, yeah, they, they want you to think like, oh, I'm this, 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 right? They don't, they don't want you to think of yourself as like more, like you are so much like deeper than that, you know? And and it sucks because especially like teenagers and stuff, like you just see like them falling for all this crap. Like they think that they've like accomplished something by being a, and, and by the way, when I say this, I, I'm not saying like you should not be like proud of like your heritage or whatever, like that's cool, that's fun. But it's like, it's not that, that's not who you are, like, as a whole. Like, what else are you? It's like, they, they want to, like, boil you down to, like, these just, like, tiny little things that are, like, all in all, like, not that meaningful, you know? Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, uh, was, oh, so, so what happened with your business? I mean, was it just, uh, just one of those things it was time to hang it up and do something else? Oh, um, <laughs> well, I was getting burnt out for sure. Uh, I really wanted to get it to be like fully online and not just like in person because it really drains you. Uh, even though I was like certifying other instructors to do it, uh, it was getting really exhausting. And basically I hit like a, I hit like an end in the road because you can't get uh, a music license for like, what I wanted to do. It was super crazy. I don't know if anybody out there knows this. It totally sucks. Like you actually can't get like a license to, um, let's say like dance or like, yeah, like dance and use music on video. Uh, it counts as like a movie license and a sync license. Is, and there's like one more. So basically you would pay like per song and you would pay like almost like a movie pays for it, which is, it's wild. Basically they don't want you to do it. Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dance Mots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is 
down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. It's the story. Um, the music industry is like rough, uh, demonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, rough. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I hate the music industry. That was that was actually my my major in college. I've done a bajillion things. I'm sorry. It's I have to. I have to. I, you know, I'm one of those people. I had a very curious mind, so I, I did a lot of things, including playing music and 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 trying yeah, touring and stuff like that. And no um, way. Wait. Okay. Wait. Please tell. Oh, <laughs> what I just. I sang in metal bands, and then. Uh, Hell yeah. I also played bass for a short time and drums. I've been tr- playing drums oh. since I was like 12 years old. So. Oh my god, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah sometimes. I was a business major, but I was like a concentration in music industry and I was a voice major. Uh, so that's fun. Okay. We should do like a little like a freedom loving band. I was, it's funny. I was talking to another buddy of mine that lives in New York about that too. He's a, he's a punk rock guy. I played punk rock and metal and stuff, but, but yeah, I've done everything. I was in the military. I've worked in all kinds of different industries and, you know, I managed, I managed, I managed fine dining restaurants. I've worked in the trades. I've done, I've done everything, man. Everything you can think yeah, you're of. You're like me. You're like, yeah. you're like, Sound like a lunatic. You're like, there's probably like 20 more things. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, good luck, like looking up my resume. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. you know when you have a curious mind, or you are really trying to look for something. When you're trying to look for something that that you appreciate, that you love to do, that that's something that you want to do for the rest of your life. I mean, it, don't just stick around and do one thing. Figure it out. You know what I mean? Do oh, everything yeah, you can. And now sure. I've now I found yeah. a I found an industry that I like to work in. I'm happy there. I stay there forever. Uh, it pays really well. It takes care of my family. Right. Uh, it's got a great schedule. Wow. It's got a great schedule. I work seven of every 14 days. You know what I mean? It's great. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. Right? I love it. They're 12s, you know, and I'm, I'm away from the house all day, but you know, okay. that's what, that's what mama stays home for. So oh, I love her. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Julie's amazing. I got to do a show with Julia at some point. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh my God. That would be, should she get into politics or not really? Uh, you know, she does. She really hates, she really hates politics. So it's funny because, because Julia, uh, she was like one of the founders of a, a program here or, a, a, a organization here called informed choice, Iowa. That's like, uh, um, for, they push for medical freedom. And, oh. uh, so she's a really big advocate of medical freedom and she's, She's pretty anti-vax uh, in most aspects, actually, not just this new COVID one. She was that before COVID came around, um, yeah. <clears throat> which I'm fine with, too. I don't think, you know, yeah. a lot of this stuff that we're still vaxxing for today, it's like. I'm, I'm really, a total hippie. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't really matter <laughs> anymore. Like, you know, there's some things like I, I, I'm people call me anti. What's the point anyways? Because people call me anti-vax and I've had every single vax I've ever been scheduled to have except for the COVID. Yeah, same. So, um, so, same. so if you call me an anti-vaxxer, you're an idiot. Uh, but um. <laughs> But uh, she, she, so she, she's really big on like lobbying. She's done a lot of lobbying at the state capitol and, um, and for medical choice. And she, they were they were the organization that um, got the uh, the I think a law passed to to have the medical examiner put um, the last vaccine uh, ish, the last vaccine given to children who die from um, uh, unexplainable conse- uh, uh, un- unexplainable reasons like. Uh, like sudden infant death syndrome and stuff like that. Cause they used to not put the vaccine schedule on their autopsy reports, um, or their, their oh, death certificates. So, so informed choice, I would push to get that done. So she does a lot of work and she's worked a lot, uh, in the political sphere, but it's mostly been, 
uh, you know, basically screaming and yelling at legislators to do their fucking job mm-hmm. and, and uh, to wow. care about people. So, but she hates, the, yeah, she, she's very libertarian, but she hates libertarians. She hates the libertarian party. Uh, she tells me every day. Um, I may or may not agree with that. Yeah. She tells, she tells me every day. She's like, can, can you just, shouldn't you just leave? Can't you just leave the party? I mean, what's the point? And, I, and I'm like, well, you know, I've, I, I've set out on this mission and I've done a lot of stuff with them and, uh, you know, I'm not ready to go. She's like, it's just, it's just, it's annoying. I mean, like these people are, you know, and she's talking about the, the, the loser Terrians, not the good ones. I know. I know. No, but, of course. I yeah. think we, we all. But yeah. That. Yeah. So she's, so she's political to a point, but she, she's more spiritual than anything. She's definitely a very spiritual lady. I, I feel that. That's why I like her. See? Yeah. She's like, she's like crunchy, organic hippie mom. That's what I, that's what I tell everybody, you know? And, uh, awesome. she, she healed my COVID with tree bark and shit, you know? So hell yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> she's pretty, she's pretty amazing. Uh, let's, uh, oh, let's address great. some of these super chats. Quest Fanny, Thanks sure. for, he threw another $5 super chat. He said half the folks I always did volunteer work with quit to resist that's what made me want to hear the opposition open-minded sometimes means big change. Correct. <laughs> Kennedy Edwards, thanks for the $2 super <laughs> chat. She she just threw the hearts in the chat for her her homegirl at Yale. I know she's a, she's she's a fan. I'm a big fan of Kennedy too. I, I don't know I don't know if she knows that, but we follow each other on Twitter and and, t- and you know, she comments on my stuff, I comment on her stuff, but she's dope. She's really cool. And she's uh she's part of the Mises caucus too. She's been chilling yeah. with the, the Meecox, so we appreciate you. Uh Quest Fanning dropped another dollar, two dollar super chat and asked what your Twitter handle is, but it's literally scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Uh, most of the show, Quest. Right, look there it goes, right there. Follow Yal on Twitter at Yal underscore Becker. Yeah, there the you go, underscore. Yeah, yeah. It's the only one that I couldn't really get the the, the full name for. So Nate. Thanks for the $5 super chat or he threw a $5 super sticker. I, I think that might be one of my first super stickers, man. I never get super stickers. Ooh. I appreciate it. Dude. I don't know what it is, but it looks like a, a, <laughs> a running, a running hippopotamus or something. It's pretty cool. Um, Shannon Lee dropped a $5 super chat. She says, girls are taking over. What's the one thing that surprised you the most living in Texas? What do you miss about New York? PS Florida rules. <laughs> me about living in Texas. I feel like a fraud if I say something because I don't know shit. I, I, this is seriously my my second week. Um, I don't know if I'm surprised, but people have been extremely nice. And let me tell you, even though I'm in Austin and it's liberal and people wear masks, they are not terrified of you like in New York. Like in New York, the people look like if you come close to them, you are like a walking pathogen. Like that's how they view you for the most part. Like they, they look, they, they, there's fear in their eyes. Like if you're the kind of person that, that can see, like you can read faces and stuff like that and just body language. Like, I, I mean, New Yorkers, like New, uh, New York City at least, like they're fucked in the head for the most part. Right. Like they've been traumatized. Um, what do I miss about New York? Ah, right now, because it's only been two weeks, the answer is nothing. Yeah. Uh, because I, <laughs> I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass because um. You know what's funny? I thought I was gonna miss. The, I, I thought I was gonna miss the food. Let me tell you something. Holy shit! Wow. I mean, I have not had a bad meal yet. 
Yeah. Which is slightly a problem because I got to keep it together. <laughs> Austin, Austin is, well, Austin is a big foodie city for Texas. You know what I mean? And Texas has really good food, but it's like Southern food, right? It's like, it's right. like barbecue. They have, I'm not going to say they have good barbecue. Everyone who follows me knows I'm not a fan of Texas barbecue. I really dislike their ribs. It's horrible to me. Please give me Kansas city or North Carolina or get the fuck out of my face. But, um, I, I do, wow. I do like Texas brisket. They make a good brisket. They, they make, uh, you know, they have really, they do have good, they do have good barbecue in some aspects. Uh, but so I'm not, not, they're not a rib, they're not a rib state in my opinion. And I know I piss all my Texas followers off by saying that. And they have really good Tex-Mex food. It's not real Mexican food, uh, but for Tex-Mex, yeah. it's good. Uh, I'd say they probably, next to Colorado, they probably have the best Tex-Mex, which is funny to say because it's Texas, but Colorado's got really good Tex-Mex. But, uh, but Austin itself is, kind like I said, it's kind of like California. They got really good restaurants. Uh, if you get an opportunity, I don't know what, the, I don't know what the, the bar and club scene is like during COVID right now, but 6th Street oh, in Austin is fantastic like one of the most fun times yeah. i've ever had it's almost like it's literally almost like bourbon street really you know what i mean yeah i i visit that's i i didn't really go out yet like i said i'm only here two weeks um but like when i visited during the like labor day weekend or whatever uh yeah we went and hung out there it's it's so much fun yeah it's it's fully open people are out and it, it's completely normal yeah. yeah that's how it is here in iowa too i you know it's it's yeah. so weird because i hear my friends from california like oh man we can't even go into a bar we can't do this and i'm like shit we've been doing that the whole time i've been in iowa dude the whole time <laughs> like they never i think they shut down the bars they so they put like a they put like a like a city curfew in downtown uh des moines briefly for like a month and it, they shut they were shutting the bars at like 10 the restaurants and bars and then uh they stopped they just stopped and then they just started up normal and everything was normal and you know they it, it was like there was a, a month where everyone was wearing masks at the grocery store and i was we were the only family not wearing masks and now uh -huh. there's only one family in the grocery store wearing masks like nobody gives a That's shit anymore great. and and we're That's the first awesome. state we're the first state that uh that that actually declared covid endemic and said it's not going away it's not a pandemic it's part of it's part of life now and that's the first state in the country to do it is iowa wow yeah. that's badass so we that's are uh the so beacon cool. of medical freedom so far you that know? is so cool but yeah. see i can't do the cold weather oh it's that's bad it's bad I, I escaped yeah so I, i'm like back i'm back in like my my element right now i'm back like in the desert oh you know sure sure yeah well it, yeah, yeah. Let, led you right back to the desert i uh no my my um uh my guest earlier that will be a, a show that'll come out next week uh, Kentucky rebel scum. He's from Kentucky. And he was talking about, he's like, yeah, you know, if you can, if you can stand the weather, it's cool to get the hell out of the, you know, the, 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 the East and West and stuff. And, and then, uh, Clint, we were talking about that too. And he's like, yeah, they were trying to get me to go move to New Hampshire, but you know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's kind of like Iowa. It's cold. I said, Oh no, no, no. New Hampshire is not, <laughs> New Hampshire is not, they might get snow and they might get cold, but it is not cold like Iowa, buddy. Like it's, freezing ass cold here like like your nose hairs freeze in your nose as soon as you walk outside freezing like like boil a pot of water and go outside and throw it in the air and it turns into steam freezing like it is cold oh shit it's cold How shit are you doing? you came from california right i know i know i braved the winter it was rough it was uh it Whoa. hurt physically hurt it physically hurt me i'm physically in pain in new york so i can't imagine like yeah. i never uh, how long did i live in new york for like 20 something years um, you know, cause I was in Israel, you know, for, for like 12 years of my childhood. Oh, sure. Um, I never got used to the winter. 
like I never. And it's interesting because I, I also have a friend. She she uh, came from Brazil, moved to Orlando, and moved to New York. She never she never got used to the weather for like years. Yeah, I don't, know if I'll like, ever, I, don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get used to it either. And, we, you know, we get cold in the Bay Area where I'm from. It gets cold. It gets in the 30s and <laughs> shit, you know. But here it gets like negative 30. We're talking about like, yeah, we're talking about like the coldest it ever got where I'm from. Pl- minus 60 more degrees. I, don't, I can't even fathom that. <laughs> it was brutal. And they have these huge temperature swings, right? Like we went one day, we went from, it was, uh, I think it was negative nine to 64 degrees in like one 24 hour span. And I'm like, how does that, how does that even work? How do you go, how do you go, how do you go 70 degrees in one day? In one day? It was brutal. It was brutal. I love California. It's, you know, that, that's my state. That's my home state. It's one of the most beautiful states. Yeah, it's one of the most beautiful states in the country. Uh, they have everything. They got the Sierra Nevadas. They got the, the oceans. They got big, beautiful cities. They got the desert. They're the only place in the in the world that has the Redwood Forest. Uh, they've got Mount Shasta and Big Bear Mountain. And just it's just amazing, amazing place. Plus, you know, all this farmland in Central California. I mean, it's a really cool place. Like, they have everything. But the people there suck. The politics, the politicians there suck. The, uh, the taxes there suck. You know, everything's expensive. I moved to Iowa. It's one fifth, one fifth of what it costs to live where I'm from. I was renting a bedroom for $1,200 a month there. Here I have a four bedroom house, 2,500 square foot, quarter of an acre lot for $1,500 more a month than I was paying to rent a bedroom where I'm from. That's insane. Crazy. Insane. It's very sad. You can't buy it's a house there sad. for under like $600,000 anymore. It, oh, it, the yeah. smallest, shittiest house. Way. Yeah, it's crazy. It hurts. New York is exactly the same way. Like, I understand that Austin is relatively expensive uh, compared to like, you know, other parts of Texas. But it's like, it's the same way that people are like, oh, like Austin is liberal. It's like, hello, I escaped communism. <laughs> nice to meet you. Right. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, it would feel like, oh, it's expensive here. And I'm like, once again, <laughs> I came from New York City. So right. it is all fucking relative. Yeah. But, but, you know, you have to decide what, what you want. Like I, like I said to you, first of all, I like the vibe. I had a good vibe. I mean, I, I didn't buy a property. I'm not, like, committed to, you know, staying here for years and years and years and years. Uh, I like it a lot. People have been super nice um, for the most part. You know what it is? I don't mind as much if people wear masks. I'm more just look at them thinking that they're stupid or brainwashed. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but as long as they're not like afraid of me or like trying to push it on me, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. Like right. you'll figure it out, man. Like you'll, you'll, you'll take it off eventually. Hopefully. That's how I feel about it too. Like, yo dude, if you want to wear masks, cool. Do not push the legislators to make me wear a mask. Fuck you. If you do, exactly. you're at war with me. You're starting a war with me. You are now exactly. infringing on, on all of my personal rights. All of them. My, my bodily autonomy, my livelihood. I, all of it. You're infringing on all of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And like over here, so like some people wear masks, some people don't. And like they stand next to each other, they talk to each other. So there's not like this fear. Like that's that's really what what was you know like broke my heart about New York is like that fear. Like when I would go outside, people would be walking their dogs. I mean, and I'm talking with like tons of space around them. People walking their dogs, masked, just like an empty space. Just like completely, and if you and if you come like anywhere close, they like just distance themselves. And like it's one thing if you did that, 
you know, at like the peak of like us know, not knowing what the hell is going on. I understand New York got hit like very hard and it was like, oh, like the fear was like crazy. And it's true. Like we didn't know what was going on. It got hit and hard because your fucking shitty governor threw all the COVID plus cases into the nursing homes. No. And, and by the way, speaking of that, speaking of that, what drove me crazy is everyone like tweeting about his uh, like sexual assault uh, like cases. Yeah. I was like, can you stop tweeting about that? They like want you to tweet about that because yeah. no, now nobody talks about the fact that he like killed all. He people, committed so. seanicide. He killed seventeen thousand seniors. Seventeen thousand. It's insane. Yeah. Insane. I guess. Yeah, that was wild. But like, okay, so I understand why it, it was. It was a shit situation for New York, let me tell you, because you're living on top of people, you're living in these tiny shoebox apartments, you don't open your door without putting on the mask, like, the fear was fucking real, okay? Um, but okay, after a few weeks, most of us realized what the fuck was going on, well, not most of us, but most of us in, you know, in the world, but not in New York, and there's people that are still, like, living in fear over there, it's crazy. Yeah, it sucks. It's really sad to see. And like I said, I've said it on the show several times, it's going to take a, a minimum of one generation to try and wash out some of the the mental aspects of all of this for people. Because there are people that are just terrified. There's people who think their entire life's purpose now is to uh, take the livelihoods of people who don't want to get a vaccine. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's really fucked people's like psyche up to to a really bad some, degree. Some people, okay, some people are really fucked up. Like, like you said, you know, it's screwed with them. They're living in fear. And then there's the other side of people that they're just losers. They've always been losers. They've never had a purpose in their life. And now all of a sudden they have like a meaning and their meaning is to make your fucking life miserable. Right. Like that's, that's really what happens. And, and they it's feel true. virtuous over it. Exactly. That's what makes me the most crazy. They have a purpose now and they want to like hold on to it for the first time in their lives. They're like, this like powerful, important person because they never, you know, think about it. Anybody that's ever been like successful, you don't have to be like a big shot, right? You don't have to be like a like Elon Musk or whatever. You, you can just be like, you know, a small business owner. Like you feel like, pride in what you do or just even just having like a person that has like responsibility or like a family, you take pride in what you do. You've accomplished certain things. You're satisfied. You're happy with yourself. You don't have the need to do something like that. Only people who are unsuccessful losers that have nothing to show for themselves. I'm sorry. Those are the only kinds of people that are like holding on to this kind of power. Unsuccessful you know? people talk about other people. That's what they do. That's all they can oh, do. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. It's like the, the Joe Rogan thing, right? Yeah. They love that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they wanted to demonize. It's funny, you know, with the Joe Rogan thing, it's, it's always hilarious to me because the leftists will go out, like these big leftists, big name blue check mark leftists, will go out and talk shit about Joe Rogan and then wonder why he's not having him on the biggest podcasts in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, hey, assholes, it doesn't matter. You can't cancel Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could, if, you couldn't, <laughs> if you couldn't cancel you know Alex, well, if you couldn't cancel yes. Alex Jones or, or the, some of these other people who are wild and crazy that you hate, you're definitely not going to cancel the biggest podcast in the world. <laughs> he will literally build his own platform. But also notice how it, it really matters how you react or don't react to the cancellation. People like Joe Rogan, like whenever he's like trending and shit, he doesn't say anything. Oh no, he doesn't react. Yeah. He doesn't even respond yeah. to him on Twitter at all. Yeah, he's like, you don't even exist. You're right. like, you're not important. Goodbye. But that's that's what you got to do. And I noticed that with like, many scandals throughout like my uh, 
you know, YouTube and internet, like even before the podcast, that's like really successful people. That's what they do. They just completely ignore that shit because they know that it goes away. Right. Right. But then 24 hours, it's gone. They're on to the next thing. And so if you don't give in. Yeah. That's what my fiance always tells me to do. She's like, you got to stop. You got to stop. Don't respond to it. Don't even look at them. Don't act like they don't exist. That's so hard for me. She's like, she's like, but it's, you know, she's right. She, she tells me, she's like, you're creating a negative space in your own brain. That's what you're doing when you're responding to it because they want, that's what they want. They want, they know they're lying. They know they're making shit up. They know they they're wrong about what they're saying. They're saying it because they know that it has a negative effect on your brain because you respond to it. So stop responding to it. And it's something I'm, I, you know, I've been working on it for like four years, ever since I came into the, you know, the public spotlight. Yeah. Yo, it's super duper hard. Like I said, <clears throat> I've had I've had stuff before. Like I suppose dance videos, like that's rough. Um, but the thing is, I it's not. It never gets very easy, but it helps. Like I try to come from a place of like compassion. I know that sounds so annoying, but I try to think like, dude, I feel bad for you. Like, like if I really think about it, like, Uh-oh. oh, really. See, I didn't do okay. anything. That's weird. Oh. That's very strange. We, we would have a moment. Yeah. That's it's been, and, and I'll tell you, it couldn't be the thirty-minute thing because we've been going for forty-eight minutes. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. And it's happened cool. twice, so. Way too expensive to do that, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I know it sounds like a little shoo or whatever, but I really try to come from a place of like just trying to think. Okay, how broken of a person do you have to be in order to? like have this much hate in your heart and then like just put it on the internet. And I don't know, it's like, you must be such a sad person. So I always try to like think about it that way. Cause you know, the, the immediate reaction is like, you're like angry and you're like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, what do you want? Like you're insane. Right. <laughs> I noticed that we didn't you know? get any, uh, I noticed that we didn't get any super chats from that guy on your Twitter feed when you posted the show. <sighs> Unfortunately, I thought we were going to get some. No! I really thought he was. I really thought he was going to hop on and, and drop some super chats, uh, pay to get some questions in. I was like, we can talk about it's it. So well, weird. Well, and he you said so freaking weird. Well, it was funny because he said he held. You know, you hold ideas that he think are 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 gravely wrong, and in fact, and mm-hmm. some of your ideas are so wrong that they can be dangerous to the public. And I'm and in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm just like her, but probably further. <laughs> so if you come on the show, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, buddy. <laughs> it's like. I'm, I'm spreading misinformation. Yeah. And well, also I'm a public figure, which thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was kind of cool. I, I, I had, I had oh to give it to him. I was like, yeah, there you go, buddy. Cause I'm telling you, I think, I think when I started following you, you had like 12 to 30 followers or something, right? It was like yeah. very small. Yeah. Cause I like just restarted my Twitter. Yeah. And I found you from part of the problem. Oh, that's right. I was on part of the problem. I was. Yes, I was. and right away, I was like, "Oh, he's awesome," and I followed you. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I've been on. I've been on Dave's show twice. I've been on Tom Woods three times, four times, Damn. three or four times now. I've had Tom wow. and Dave on this show too a bunch. They're great. Yes, uh, of course. It's you know they're they're two of my favorite people, man. I really love those guys, and and I love Robbie. Robbie the Fire is just amazing. Robbie too. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie came on came on my show uh, for an episode, and in the first ten minutes, he was like literally making fun of my mom, and my mom like is always in the okay, live chat. And my mom, my mom, my mom's always in the live chat. Usually, she started she started doing something in the evenings that she can't come into the live chats too much anymore. But for like my first sixty or seventy shows, my mom was in the live chat like every single night. Oh, uh, it's so cute. 
So she was in the live chat while my, while Robbie was talking shit about my mom. It was I was like, oh boy, oh you're definitely never getting any uh, jams. You're you're never getting any jams sent to you, buddy. No one's sending you any jam. So oh, okay, I gotta go watch that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Robbie's cool. Robbie's been on twice. He was on my hundredth episode too, but he came on. He had to come on late. Uh, that episode I had Dave and Moshtere and Robbie the Fire and Phil from All That Remains and a bunch. It was a really cool show. Adam Nutter and Top Lobster, of course, who's my homie. Um, but we're getting to, we're getting to the end of the uh, the public stream, y'all. What do you got coming up next? What what videos you got in the works? Where can people find you? How can they yeah. support you? All that great stuff. Cool. All right. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, and YouTube, just Yael Becker, and on Twitter, it's Yael underscore Becker. You can always go to yaelbecker.com for all my links. Um, my podcast is called Canva Late. Um, you can always uh, search for Canva Late, Yael Becker. I am everywhere that you can find podcasts. So Spotify, Apple, whatever you want. Um, and yeah, basically, uh, once I get a couch or maybe before, <laughs> uh, I'll start uh, my episodes. Um, and they're usually weekly, but I would like to step it up. So I'm um, thinking of doing guests and other things. I have a lot of things planned. And yeah, so please follow me everywhere. Good luck. Good luck with doing more than one show a week, man. It's fucking, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. I do, I do, uh, I do five shows a week and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. If it makes you feel a little bit better though, like this is a blast in terms of like setup. Cause True. like filming dance videos is like something I don't wish on anyone <laughs> in terms of like lighting and shit. So this is like fun for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get, it. I, I have fun doing this too. Don't get me wrong. I do. I do. No, yeah. I, you know, there are some nights where I'm like, man, I really, you know, I always have great guests on and I'm always excited about the guests, but some, sometimes I'm like, man, I just want to eat dinner and sit down with my family oh, and watch yeah. TV and totally. shit, you know? Of course. I fucking texted you. You're like, I'm eating dinner. Yeah. Oh, I made, <laughs> I made, I made steak fajitas for the family right before the show tonight. I had, I had nice. my, I recorded a show at four 30, uh, uh, went upstairs, cooked dinner at five 30, sat down eight and came back down here at seven to get the podcast set up with you. So. Dude, but honestly, this is why you're successful and you're going to be even more successful because like, that's, that's how you're consistent. You work your ass off. That's, that's what it takes. So. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. you uh, I'm a big fan of yours. You know that absolutely. Oh, 100%. Uh, I think everybody should definitely go follow you and check out your show. It's a great show. Uh, I, I wish you nothing but the best and success. Thank you so much for coming on. And if you could give me like two Thank minutes, you. uh, to close out the stream, we'll start the members only stream. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Thanks. All right, guys, another awesome episode of Break Cycle. Yeah, Elle is amazing. I, I don't think I say her name correctly, unfortunately. I'm, I'm probably butchering it every time. But uh, you should definitely go follow her podcast and follow her on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. Uh, give her the platform she deserves. Her, her content's really good. And her, uh, her production value is amazing, which you don't get a lot of in the sphere. Uh, you know, it was one of the reasons why I was like, so adamant about making my picture at least look good and having a good background. Cause it's an important aspect. If you want people to take you seriously, you got to make the show look good. Otherwise they're just not even going to listen to the content. It's, it's an unfortunate thing, but aesthetic means a lot to people. Um, so go check her out, support her, give her the support she deserves. Uh, guys coming up next week on the show. I don't know. I don't know what the uh, order is going to be yet, um, but I do have some great shows. I've recorded two. I will record four more on uh, on Sunday before we leave, so those will all be up and ready to premiere on their their respective days. But I got Sky Daddy's coming on. Uh, uh, Citizen Hush from Twitter is coming on. He's awesome. Uh, he calls himself the Bob Ross of Gun Twitter, so I'm very excited to have him on. Uh, I know that I have uh, done an episode with Clint from Liberty Lockdown. That'll be released. 
uh, an episode with uh, Kentucky Rebel Scum from Kentucky. If you don't follow him on Twitter, go check him out. He's amazing. Uh, one with Drew Hancock. That's going to be cool. We have I, I, Drew was like one of my first 10 or 15 episodes, and we had a lot of fun. So I'm excited to have Drew back on the show and uh, talk about what he's up to. So it's going to be a good week. Uh, I just will unfortunately not be doing them live. But please go to the live chats when they premiere at the same time, 730 as per the use, so that I can hang out with you guys in the chat from Florida. Um, also, uh, on the 16th, I am going to make my way over to Tom Woods, uh, 2000th episode celebration at the Rosen, Rosen Shingles Creek resort in Orlando. Since I'm going to be there anyways at Disney world, I figured I might as well hop in an Uber and come see all my friends. Top Lobster will be there. Clint from Liberty Lockdown will be there. I mean, there is going to be a lot of people. Michael Malice, uh, uh, obviously Tom Woods. I'm sure Scott Horton might show up or another, other great people. And uh, my, uh, Michael Malice says he has a surprise guest that is going to stop all the talking in the room uh, that will be there. So you never know who's going to end up there. But I'm telling you, man, there's so many pe- cool people that are going to be there. You should probably make your way over if you're around the Florida area. It's worth it. I will, uh, I'm signing off of live shows until at least, um, Tuesday, the 19th. So that's, uh, what, eight, nine, 10, 11 days from now. Uh, so I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you hanging out day in and day out with me. Um, I'll see you then, but until then, don't forget to break the cycle. to explain the lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse in the frame but i just spent it in minecraft the helicopter part was in reference to gta 5 and the things you do so any violence you commit i am not an excuse because i just spent it in minecraft what chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it The product finish gets you close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm a poet In Minecraft, in Minecraft